0: Chapter eight of the Girl Scouts at Home This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Dahlman. The Girl Scouts at Home by Catherine Galt. Chapter 8. All the children except Tommy clapped their hands when Luella finished. It did indeed sound sweet, and she spoke it very prettily waving her hand and winking her own eye at the end rosanna and myron felt that their time had come they looked at each other but Minnie settled the question now it is miss rosanna's turn she said and then myron's ladies first give us a real nice story miss rosanna about robbers said tommy chewing on a grass stem i don't know any about robbers said rosanna pleasantly but I do know one about a cat, or a kitten rather, and it really happened. Helen told one about a dog, and this one is about a cat. Once there was two little boys, Walter and Harold, and they were going a long, long way to their new home in the West where they were going to live and they had a pet kitten that they wanted to take along so badly that finally their mother and father said that they might take it if they would carry it in its basket all the way and never ask anyone else to take care of it. So they said they would, and by and by they had everything packed up and ready, and when the time came they started off, and they got on the train, kitten and all. They had things for it to eat and milk for it to drink, and when the conductor was not in the car they used to take it out of the basket and pet it and play with it and the kitten didn't mind it a bit well when they had been on the train for a couple of days they let the kitten out and harold had it on his lap sound asleep but just when they were at the station and the train was standing still something awfully exciting happened outside the window and both boys forgot the kitten She jumped down from Harold's lap, and went along under the seats towards the end of the car. She thought she was going to have a nice little walk, but just then the brakeman came into the car, and there was a kitten under one of the seats. He thought, of course, it had hopped onto the car there at the station, so he took it up and put the poor thing off the train, and then that very minute the whistle blew and off they went it was a vestibule train and when harold and walter found out their kitten was gone they hunted every inch of the car over and then hunted through the next car thinking that she might have gone across the vestibule and on to the other car but she was not there just then along came the brakeman again and when the boys asked him if he had seen a kitten he said why sure was that your cat I thought she had hopped on the train back there at the last station, and I took her and I put her off. Well, the boys felt so badly that they didn't know what to do, and the brakeman said that they would not stop at any station for sixty miles. Walter said he was going back to see if he could find her, but the brakeman said that she was most likely gone by this time, or someone had picked her up. He was awfully sorry about it. When they had gone the sixty miles, the car stopped, but the boys didn't care to look out or anything. They just sat and thought about their little kitty, and Harold said, Seems as though I can hear her cry. And Walter said, Don't say that again. And then he looked funny, because he thought he could hear her himself. Harold said, I suppose she's dead, and that is her ghost, Walter said no it's not even kitten ghosts don't make a noise there it is again and then they looked around very slowly the way you do when you think something is going to happen and you don't know just what it will be and there in the seat back of them was the brakeman and he was holding that kitten When he had opened the car door he found her squeezed up in a corner of the top step where she had ridden all that long way. When the brakeman tossed her off she knew that the boys were on the train so she climbed right back. But she didn't get on quick enough to get into the vestibule before the door was shut, so she had to hang on and ride outside. She was scared nearly to death and jumped at every sound and trembled for days. But the boys petted her and comforted her and by and by she felt all right and there were lots of mice in the house that they went to live in and that took her mind off herself and that's all of that said rosanna smiling that's a nice story said minnie now let's hear what myron has to tell myron shook his head oh go on myron said helen tell us a story please even if it is short. There once was a little boy, said Myron, without wanting to be teased. Once there was a little boy, and he had a mamma, and two brothers, and three sisters, and he grew up and made lots of money, and bought lots of nice things for his mamma, and his two brothers, and his three sisters, and that's all. The dear lamb, said Minnie, that's the best story of the lot, mine was better said tommy mine was a real feller oh (laughs) murmured minnie louisa cordelia has just got to get a hold of you young man i suppose it's my turn now said mary as long as you want to save minnie for last could you let me say a little poetry or was luella's enough i think some poetry sort of mixes things up a little i think poetry is lovely said rosanna sweetly we loved luella's verses well then i will say some instead of a story mary cleared her throat and rising made a little bow unafraid the day i die i'll quickly go past all the angels row on row straight up to god i'll know his face even up there in that new place In Sunday school, the way they teach, God is almost too great to reach. They act a little bit afraid, because the world and all he made. But if he made the heavens blue, he made the sweet wild violets too. And, oh, what careful work it took to plan the small trout in the brook! I know he's just the very size of father— with most loving eyes, just big enough so one like me can safely lean against his knee. "'Those were lovely verses,' said Minnie, when Mary had finished. "'I wonder who wrote them?' "'My teacher wrote them,' said Mary. "'I think they are real nice.' "'I do think it is a waste of time for me to tell a story,' said Minnie. First you know the machine will be here, and then we will have to hurry home.' I would like to hear you tell a story ever so much, said Mary. I know it would be a nice one, but I must be starting along pretty soon. It is a long way from here to the car track, and I have to stop so often on account of the baby being so heavy. It is so funny about babies. They seem to get so heavy toward night. Indeed they do, after you have lugged them about all day, said Minnie. I say I know all about it, dearie. "'We are not going to let you walk at all,' said Rosanna. "'We are going to take you wherever you live, right in the car.' "'Not a mobile ride! Not a mobile ride!' chanted Tommy, tossing his cap. "'I think you are just too good,' said Mary. "'Will your automobile hold such a lot?' "'Oh, yes, indeed, and more, too,' said Rosanna, glad for once that she had a big, Pierce arrow.' End of chapter 8